what is at the end of the rainbow that you that's so desirable that you think it's going to give you everything that you need and and what i realize is that it's not what's at the end of the rainbow it's what's here right now you're listening to the flip my funnel podcast a daily podcast dedicated to helping b2b marketing sales and customer success professionals become masters of their craft It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Carlos Hidalgo. CEO of Vism CX, and more recently, author of The Un-American Dream. I'd like to thank Sangram and the crew at the Flip My Funnel podcast for seating me the microphone for this interview, which I am very excited about. Today, I am joined by Brian Kramer. Brian is an author, a speaker, a coach, and a CEO of H2H Company. So Brian, welcome to the podcast, and help me fill in the blanks for that intro, because there's a lot there. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, I, I split my time uh, almost evenly between everything that you just said. So it's a fourth of what I do is speaking. A fourth is is in transformational coaching. And then a fourth of my time is in, in running my H2H companies, which is a coaching platform for coaches to better market themselves. And then, um, and then I, I am an author, which is, I think, the fourth thing that you said. So that's, uh, I spend my time writing and, and speaking. So that, that, that would round out the, the platform of Brian Kramer. <laughs> so that, that keeps you pretty busy, I would imagine. So you and I have had some opportunity to, to catch up. You know, full disclosure for the audience, Brian and I have not had a, a long relationship, but we connected at Content Marketing World. Back last September, um, had a brief conversation, but more recently, you posted on Facebook a post, which I love because it fits very well with the Un-American Dream book, but you started with, I failed and I survived. Tell our audience what was behind that for those who didn't see that post, because it was texted to me and then I went and read it. And it got a great response. So, so tell the tell the audience what that was about. Yeah, that was you know if you've ever had one of those moments where you sit there and you think I'm I've got to be alone on this thing, this this ride, this journey, this you know the the stuff that we all go through as people, and we all go through it. I've I've mm-hmm. now come to realize that only took me 44 years. Um, <laughs> is you know that we we create our own path, and sometimes. In the in the mix of that, in the messiness of it, we we forget what we started out wanting. We find ourselves on a path of you know resistance and creating the life we didn't want. And you know, for me, it was starting an agency and and creating a a, a nice team of thirty people and and killing it on business and doing well. And yet, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> And um, and I didn't because it was it, it the company owned me. I didn't own the company, and it made it really hard for me to to want to go to work every day. And mm-hmm. I think that that self self perpetuated. It was self perpetuated because 
sooner subconsciously or sooner than later, well, 17 years later, my wife and I own the company together and we looked at each other and said, you know, the clients are just, you know, they're great, they're huge, but they're really driving the business more than we can drive our own business. And we right. made the strategic decision to literally uh, restructure, shut it down and go do the things that we wanted, which means that we went into debt and, and we took that debt. We took the hit knowing that that was something that we, we just didn't want to, we didn't want to sell it. We didn't want to create more like another two, year or two. We just wanted to, to get out and start moving on with the directions that we wanted. And so we helped everybody as much as we could with what we had to get everybody on their feet um, with jobs and, and whatever we could do uh, with yeah. what we had. And then we moved into a, a better place here three years later. And now I'm, I'm living like just, I breathe in and out every day. I'm happy to wake up. I love what I do. I created almost more abundance. I'm making more money than I did with a 30 person company. I'm traveling when I want to. It's just, my family's happier. I could keep going on for like the next and take up the whole podcast, but um, you get that idea. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so to answer your question, I posted all that on Facebook and I did it probably a little bit more specifically and spelled it out. And it seemed to, you know, again, resonate because I think we all go through that at some, on some level. Yeah, we, we do. And it's interesting because you We've talked a little bit about both of us pulling the ripcord, so to speak, the term that Andrew Davis used with me when he said, you know what you need to do, you need the courage to do it. I think the circumstances are are different, and I think everybody's story is different. And for me, what I found, and this is what I write a lot about in the book, is this trap of us finding our identity in our professions and what we do within the walls of our, whether it's corporate America or starting our businesses or agencies. So I want to ask you, why do you think that is so common? And why is it such an easy trap for individuals to fall into? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think in my case and some of my friends' cases that, you know, we've talked about this, we get caught chasing, we get caught chasing something that like, it's, it's like the end of the rainbow that doesn't exist. And we're looking at the, at the, what if I just did this? Well, if, if I, and I always, my, my wife would laugh. laugh. She, she'd be like, Ryan, you're always saying if we just get two more accounts, then we're going to get there. And I'm like, well, if we do, then we're going to be better and we're going to make more money and everyone's going to have, I have to support, we have to support all these people. So if we just get two more, I, we're going to be fine. And I get them and she's like, oh, great. And I'm like, well, but we could hire two more people if we got two more accounts. Right. And she's like, this is never ending. And I think mm-hmm. we chase this this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that, that's not there. That's not to say that you can't make a lot of money. It's it's not the money I'm talking about. It's the it's the what what are you actually wanting? What is at the end of the rainbow that you that's so desirable that you think it's gonna give you everything that you need? And and what I realize is that it's not what's at the end of the rainbow. It's what's here right now. I'm right where I need to be. And, and pulling back, and I think to answer your question, it's that we don't, we learn, we forget to be present. I think we're yeah. looking for the next thing rather than being where we are. So true. So true. And I lived that for, for far too long. And I love that we forget to be present. And uh, I, I know my family for far too long, just craved for that and, and asked me continually, just 
put everything down and just be available and be present because they, which is what I found out is they don't really care too much about all the things that I thought, or at least deluded myself into believing. But you talked about the, the pot of gold and there's this under, it's, I don't even think it's an undercurrent anymore. I think it's a, it's a mainstream current, which is, I believe, uh, toxic and unhealthy and has been given the name hustle porn. And there's been news lately of individuals talking about this 996, right? You work nine to nine, six days a week. You got other guys saying five hours a week if you want to even be a millionaire as if that pot of gold is is in effect what success looks like. You got guys from Shark Tank talking about 24-7, 365. It's, it's all about this grind, this hustle. And I bought into it and it was destructive. And I see so many other people who share that common story, like you said. What is your response to that whole hustle porn craze and rise and grind kind of mantra that seems to be out there and prevalent? I completely empathize with those that believe that to be the thing. And, you know, it depends on what generation you're talking about that buys into that because I wasn't taught that way when I was a kid. I was taught to work hard, not to hustle. Mm-hmm. But this feels to me like this is generational. And I don't know anyone that doesn't work hard when they want something. And there's such a difference between working hard and, and working to the point to where your health is making it so that you can't see the opportunities. And that's where I got. My health mm-hmm. got to the point to where, you know, speaking around the world, it's ta- I was on the road 200 days a year. I... I was blowing up because airport food and rest and hotel food was not, it, it, you can make some really poor choices really quickly. And, <laughs> and then I got diabetes. And then I, um, I mean, here I am giving TED Talks and speaking to everyone about their, the fact that, um, you know, being human and, and creating all this stuff will help you. And, and I'm like, I'm such a hypocrite, you know, that, that this is not, yeah, it's serving everyone else but me. And I don't even see what it's doing to me. And so by removing that, thinking of having to work harder, longer, and and creating more faster with as much as I have to give turned me into the the monster that created the problem. Yeah. And now yeah. that I've reversed that, I'm doing everything the, the exact way I wanted it in the first place, which is more time with my family, more 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 time for my to think, to be creative, to be open, to work with the people I love, to do podcasts like this. There's just so many different benefits from working slower and in the moment than being a, a hustle mindset. So I'm not an advocate of it, if you can't tell. <laughs> no, that came across loud and clear. And I love that, the difference between working hard and hustling, because I was taught the same. You work hard, you put your nose to the grindstone, so to speak, but in a way that is productive. And then when it's time to walk away from that time of work during that day, now you're moving on to those things that are truly life-giving, joyful, your relationships, your hobbies, and things like that. Not that work can't be, but it's, it's much different. So I appreciate that, that differentiation. Two more things to throw at you, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. But this has been great. If you knew then when you started your business, I guess it's been more than 17 years ago, what you know now, and I think I know the answer just based on some of what you've talked about already, what would you be doing differently? So that's a hard one because if I didn't do everything the way that I did it, I don't think I'd be where I am now. Uh, I learned yeah. so much 
that I also learned that I can't, you know, you probably heard that don't should on yourself. I should have done this. I should have done that. I don't know if I can answer that question the way that, you know, like, oh, I wish I did this because I did it. And it made me just like, I can do so many things now because I owned an agency and I, I worked with these incredible brands and I dealt with difficult people or I dealt with amazing people or I created and authored two books that, you know, like it all like being proud of myself now for all of that and not, not saying, God, why did I run myself down and get that, you know, and do all these things. I, I look at it more as a strength and saying, you know, I, I, if, if I had to point out one thing that like, if I, like, if I were coaching myself, um, mm-hmm. And I were 21, you're 21, and I was just coming out of school, and, and I was telling myself, hey, just do this one thing for me. It's just to make sure you, you take an hour for yourself a day. And I, I mean an, an hour for you a day, not for you with your family, not for you with your business, not for you with, you know, it, it's an hour that you get to spend on you. Because I lost that. I, I was spending in my head, which is what I'm talking about. I spent in my head more time on everything else than I did on myself. Yeah, I think that self-care aspect emotionally, mentally, I, I try to, I don't know that I've articulated it that way, but I would say each day there is time where I am just me, kind of the world is sealed off. And it does, it makes you, in all aspects, I think relationally, professionally, I know it has, has benefited me greatly. So, and I love the fact that you, Brian, you know, so many people who come through kind of that run that gauntlet come out kind of bitter of, oh, you know, and I love that don't should on yourself. But I love that you've kind of, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've kind of seen it as a gift of, yeah, I don't know that I would go back and do it all again, but there, there was goodness that came out of that in the lessons that I learned. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And there are so many more lessons to come. I'm launching new things and creating new things and I'm borrowing from these these incredible gifts that I, I received from and the relationships that I built during that time. You know, sure. as you know, relationships are, are the I think the key to everything. And and I wouldn't be where I where I am without the relationships I built and the ones that I get to now cultivate moving forward and, and building in, in a new way, a healthy way, but mm-hmm. also creating in a more creative way, something that, that will make a difference and stay true to what I need as a person so that I can, I can continue to, to maintain what it is, but why I made that switch three years ago and stay true to that too. Yeah. Staying true to yourself is, is so important. So as we close, one, one last thing to, to get your insights on. So you've read an advanced manuscript of the book. And for those who are listening, Brian is actually uh, going to be penning the forward for the book. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, and again, we've different, different unique aspects of our journey, but very similar in so many ways. So Brian, as, as you kind of work with individuals, you mentioned that you do some coaching and then you also work with coaches. What parting advice would you give to anybody who's saying, it's all about for me, the American dream, and this is what I want to achieve. Just in a few words, what would you tell that individual to either do these things or even don't do these things? Yeah, I would say that the number one thing that people forget is that others are there to help, that we're all here to help each other. 
And there's something in it in that where it's not this give to get it's because I can't stand that. But there is this like feeling this, this almost this endorphin that comes from giving to someone else. When you, when you're truly giving to someone else, you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm making a difference in their life. And today, you know, I get to, I get to say I did that and, and they're going to walk away better for it. And there's this endorphin that goes off. It's almost like exercise. It's almost like working out. It feels the same. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you're trying to achieve what you're defining as the American dream, which could be another podcast, then doing that alone is just, just not going to happen. At least not in, in the way that you and I are discussing it in that healthy, living that full, wholesome life way. Using your community and I don't mean using, but creating a community or building a community where you're helping each other and you're, you're leveraging and, and being creative with each other. That's the magic. And I think that that is what creates more abundance for you, more, more things to come. I, I wouldn't be where I am without my community. Oh, man. I, I, that is so rich. I love that idea. And I am a big, big believer in community. And I know anybody who's been a frequent guest of the Flip My Funnel podcast, Sangram talks about that, right? If you don't have a community, you just have a commodity. And it's, I cherish the community that I've been able to build and of all shapes and sizes, the community that comes around me and my transformation has all been about that community down to establishing my work-life boundaries with close friends and, and my wife analyzing the business and all of that. And so I love that. I think that that is such a key piece of success, however we're going to define that. And that could also be a whole other podcast, but really that uh, that community aspect. Well, Brian, that is all the time that we have. I so want to thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a chock full schedule for doing this. I want to thank you for being part of The Un-American Dream. The book will release June the 24th. You can go to theunamericandream.com and either give us your email to be updated on all the activities or even place your pre-order. Brian, thank you so much. This has been a joy and I have learned a lot. I know our listeners have as well. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Flip My Funnel podcast. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.